Hey there, this is Jeanine Ledford, your intercultural creativity keynote speaker, and this is the Diamond Mentor Moments on the Create and Grow Rich podcast, produced by Cafe Strategies, an industry leader and founder in intercultural creativity training. These are just short gems to help you grow in your intercultural creative thinking, which is now the number one skill needed in this global workforce. We hope you enjoy the lessons learned here and don't forget to look for the book coming out in spring of 2021, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create and Innovate Across Cultural Lines. Now enjoy this gem. Hey, this is Janine with your Diamond Mentor Moment, and I'm excited to bring this one to you, how your culture affects what you see and what you observe and eventually or ultimately what you create and innovate. How culture affects what you observe. Once again, you know that I'm bringing with you intercultural creativity, how we connect create and innovate together. We need to understand what is at play, the forces that are at play when we're looking to connect with people and to create with them. Creativity is now rated the number, what, top two or three skill needed in the workforce by the World Economic Forum. And so it is a big concern for corporations and just for us individually. But I want to make sure that we uncover the hidden forces that are dealing with our creativity. So with today, your Diamond Mentor Moment is talking about how culture affects what you observe. Now, I have a really funny story. I am showing you the logo to KFC. If you are around the world, this is a restaurant company that serves chicken. And I had a friend, her name is Monica, and she looked at me. She was like, you know what? I saw the logo for KFC. And for the longest time, I thought his bow tie was his body. Now look at the logo. And that just made me laugh because it shows you how someone can look at the same exact thing and have a complete different experience. And that's why it's important to understand that you have a cultural lens that you're looking through. And so she had a childhood that really didn't expose her either to the concept of bow ties or or talk about, they didn't talk about this logo. And so she was missing that concept or that category of what a bow tie was. So when she looked at this logo, her brain automatically formed it into a stick figure man. So I bet for those of you who do see this logo on a regular basis, you'll never engage with this logo the same way again. And that just made me laugh. But it's a great example about how culture affects what you observe and your observation affects what you're able to create and eventually innovate. Here's another example that I love to share. This is different hopscotch games around the world. Now, when I say culture, you automatically think ethnic culture. So I mean different types of culture. But with this particular example, I do mean ethnic culture. The one on the upper left is from China. Then you have some from Britain. The one on the upper right is from Italy. And then you have some uh, that French and it looked like it's a snail form. And then you have a circular one. Did you know that your games, the games that you played as a child growing up, the formation of those games actually affect what you see as you get older into your adulthood? People who played with the snail-like spiral games see spirals a lot more clearly and they're just more sensitive to spirals as they get older. You'll also see it affects like things like your architecture. We see spirals all the time in our nature. It's around us, but we don't see it in America in our architecture a lot because we didn't really have these types of games growing up. Whereas 
cultures and areas, countries that have a lot more spirals within their formative years, you'll see more spirals within their architecture and you'll see that in their more in the designs of the business world. So once again, this is how culture affects what you observe and what you observe affects what you create. Now, how can you really be intentional about increasing your creative thinking? Because as you know, my trainings and my books and my talks talk about intercultural creativity, where I look at you increasing your skills with intercultural associations and interactions, but also increasing your skills with creative thinking. So here are some tips about increasing your skills with creative thinking. Another funny story, I have gone wine tasting a few times, but my very first time I went with my twin sister, Janae, and she's an avid wine taster. But for me, I had two categories. I had red and white. There's red wines and there's white wines. But for my sister, who was an avid wine taster, for her reds, she had Merlot and, and Cabernets and, and the Rose. And she had like six different wines that she could not only see the differences between them. So she had that skill, that observational skill to detect nuances, but she could taste the differences between them. She could see the liquid and how they fell against the glass. So her skill set, her observation, observational skill set was far more advanced than my skill set. I only had two categories and my senses were in the initial stage, red and white, and they're liquid. That's all that I had. What I want to talk about with this one is if you're looking to increase your creative thinking, and if you're looking to increase your intercultural development, that's your ability to be aware of cultural differences and similarities and to be able to shift and adapt in different situations with different cultures, people with different backgrounds, experiences, you should look at increasing your sets of categories, increasing your concepts, meaning do you have a way of detecting nuance between groups? Do you have a way of detecting nuance between what you're observing in your environment or what you're observing in your interactions with people or whatever you're de dealing with? Increasing your set of categories will give you an advantage. Here's another example of what that looks like with creative thinking. We have a word for blue. If you look at these four shades, you would call them all blue. Now, of course, we have light blue and baby blue, and we have, you know, dark blue and navy blue. But these shades you see here, we would just basically call them blue. But in the Russian language, they have two separate names for these two sets of categories. They have split them into more categories than we have in the English language. So they did tests and people with a Russian language, they were able to differentiate more nuances between colors because they have more words to describe these color categories. They're able to really make the distinction between these types of stimuli. And so this is just a quick Diamond Mentor moment to talk about how your creative thinking and how your intercultural interactions and abilities is affected by the culture that either you're raised in or either you're working in and just any type of culture. Remember, you're, it could be a soccer mom culture. Cultures are just groups of people that have sets of values and beliefs and the way of doing things. That's what I mean by culture.
a quick tip. You can just in increase your linguistic fluency. That means your ability to really label and identify these sets of categories that you're dealing with. It's hard to create and it's definitely hard to communicate your creations if you don't have the words to describe what you're experiencing. So keep that in mind. So increasing your linguistic fluency and also increasing your experiential fluency. All of us creative trainers, we talk about this, being open-minded to new experiences. It's difficult to create and it's very difficult to create with people from various backgrounds if you're limiting your exposure. So look at different ways that you can increase your linguistic and experiential fluency. Don't forget that January is International Creativity Month. So your first challenge for, for January is to have a new meal. I want you to increase your experiences with your meal, really how open your, your taste buds and really just dive into the flavors and the aromas of having a new meal, hopefully from a different culture or different ethnic um, experience. And if you want to take the challenge on the creativity month, you can paint your meal. I call it paint with your food. And that is when you have a new meal and then you paint what it tastes like. So you can just, and I don't even want to give you too many ideas, but, you know, just really make it able to communicate what you're tasting. And that is your creativity challenge for this week for January being International Creativity Month. Don't forget, you can check me back here every day or every other day. I'm posting about intercultural creativity, what it looks like, the skills we will need to create and innovate together on a global scale. And I'll also be dropping the gems of intercultural creativity. The book comes out in spring, so I'm writing it right now. Everything you saw today is in the book talking about how we are affected by what we observe and how our observations are affected by the cultures that we come from and are raised in. So I hope you enjoy that. Stay connected. If you're looking for intercultural creative training for your teams, please feel free to reach out and we will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.